Making big changes in your business can feel really daunting, whether that big change is getting started to begin with, like if you're just launching your business, or if you're changing something dramatic about the way that you run your business, like who you're trying to market to or what kind of services you're trying to offer. Or in the case of my guest today, if you are trying to relocate your business, actually move your business geographically from one place to another, all of those can feel crushing in terms of the number of steps that you have to take and the number of, you know, items to check off your to-do list. But when I was thinking about that and when I have thought about these giant projects that seem to have almost no end to the, you know, number of things that one has to take care of or think of, I was thinking about those little hammers that you get in an emergency kit that you're supposed to keep in the glove box of your car, right? So (laughs) if you end up in some sort of scenario that feels like a movie where your car is underwater and you have to get out, it can be nearly impossible to open the door or if the electrical system has failed, open the window. So how do you get out, right? And the answer is that if you have one of these hammers, it's really easy to break your windshield or your window and get out. And the way that those hammers work is that they concentrate all of the force in one tiny spot rather than, you know, trying to push an entire window out with your hands, which would require an enormous amount of strength. It's essentially impossible. If you have that one little spot that you just hit nice and hard and you like go for it, then everything else splinters and eventually falls into place or out of place in the case of a window. So I think about that because when you've got this inexhaustible list of things that needs to get done, the best and really the only way to go about that is to take it one step at a time. Focus your effort on that one spot. And once you get some momentum going, everything else is going to fall into place. So today's guest is Allison Bell. She is a moving expert, having moved her 14-year-old business seven times. So she knows all about getting some traction and then starting over and getting some traction and starting over. And as with anything that you get practice with, you start to get better at it. You start to create a system. And Allison has a system that she is going to be sharing more about in today's episode. So whether you are preparing for a geographic move or if you are just planning some kind of big move in your business that feels like there are too many steps, too many things, Allison's insights are going to be a huge help to you. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. Allison Bell, welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. I am so excited for our chat today, and I appreciate so much that you were willing to get on this call at, you said it is, what, 5.30 in the morning there? Yes, ma'am. It's 5.30 Hawaii time. You are uh, some sort of super, super superhero. 
Oh, it's for you, Anami. Oh, thanks. Um, Yeah, I am so excited for our conversation. This is my first episode that I am recording in the new year, and I feel like this is such a fun topic that is applicable across so many different kinds of places, especially, you know, we're entering the new year. People have new ideas about what they want to offer, where they want to kind of take their business, whether that is geographic moves or just sort of big moves in terms of messaging and stuff like that. So I feel like the insights that you have to share, born of a lot of experience, are going to be really helpful for a lot of people. So let's start out by, I'm just going to have you kind of dive in introduce yourself, tell us where you are today, and then uh, and then give us some of the backstory on why you are such an expert in sort of pivoting and moving your business. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, I've been a listener for a long time. So yeah, my name is Allison Bell. I am a family photographer of 12 years. I'm also a military spouse. Um, my husband is an active duty Marine Corps for 14, going 14 and a half years. Wow. So um, yeah, we've got four boys. They've taught me more about family photography than anything else possibly could have. I started photography in 10th grade, really, oh, wow. probably as far back as eighth grade. Um, so I was a quote unquote photographer before I had kids. But when I moved from Charleston to his first duty station in North Carolina, I was in graduate school. And I was we had a one year old. And I was surrounded by other people who had babies. Because one of the cool things about being on a military base is everybody's kind of organized by rank and then inadvertently organized by life stage. So I was surrounded with all these kind of fresh college graduates with small babies or, you know, about to have small babies and people wanted photos. And so I was like, well, I can, I can work a camera. You know, I'd moved to a new state, a new town, had none of my connections through undergrad or graduate work, knew that we were moving within a couple of years at least. And so I was like, well, I'm a family photographer. What's the worst <laughs> that could happen? Exactly. You know? Low commitment. That's the worst. And so I remember having this conversation with my mom in the in the kitchen in Charleston saying like, I think I'm just going to do it. Like, I can do it when I want. I, I can be a photographer anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true to a small degree. Right. Yeah. You know, it was something for me to do, to work on, to have a little bit of spending money in addition to going to graduate school and having a baby. From there, it's kind of the way my photography business has grown has kind of coincided with all of our moves, my business sense, and then now how to keep moving the business repeatedly. Right. And you have moved how many times since then? We just completed our seventh move. I am in Oahu, Hawaii as of summer 2023. So we've been here coming up on six months. I launched the business proper sometime, probably August, early September. You know, that's kind of wishy-washy on its own. But we've been here for for six months. We'll be here for anywhere from another 18 months to maybe two years. Hello, Marine Corps. Yeah, wow. So tell me something that I honestly have no idea what the answer is. When I think about starting a business from scratch in a new location, I think not only about like finding clients in the new location and all that sort of stuff, but I also think about the logistical things like registering your business in a different state and getting your tax stuff all set up. Is there any sort of loophole where when you're moving with the military, you don't have to do that every time? You still nope. do. Oh, doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's loopholes for like licensures for teachers and and state things that require that state license in order to practice it. Right. No formality for photography exists. So no, you just got to get legal. And 
you got to figure it out. Yeah. And that's its own hurdle. I have stories about Hawaii already. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. I mean, and I remember, so as a nurse, the last time that I made a move from one state to another, I was still practicing as a nurse. And that was a whole like getting licensed in North Carolina versus New York was like a whole series of hoops to jump through. Obviously, it's a little bit different. I don't need like a background check and all that sort of thing to hang my shingle as a photographer anywhere. But yeah, that it it still is. There's like paperwork and yeah, dropping stuff tricky. off and yeah. I um I called the city and county of Honolulu uh, four times over the course of six months to make sure I was doing it correct. You know, searching at the state level, at the city and county level, making sure I was doing it all right. I even did a how to start a business in Hawaii course through the Small Business Administration of Hawaii, told them what I was doing, stayed the extra hour to get questions answered for my particular business. And they didn't even tell me about the state level permits from not the film and film office, not from the small business licensure office, but from the Department of Land and Natural Resources. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was working, I was shooting for several months before I knew what that was and legalized that way. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like, every state is different. Certainly every country is different. And so, you know, all of these different things are important to think about if you are moving geographically. But many of the lessons that you have sort of shared go beyond just what is required in a in a move from one place to another. And they really mm-hmm. kind of expand to people who are just changing their businesses in some sort of significant way, whether that's like, I'm a wedding photographer and I'm going to start, you know, trying to move toward being a family photographer and change my messaging and change the, you know, who's finding me on Google and all those kinds of things. Right. Let's talk a little bit about those things, the things that apply to a broader group, because I know at the end you've got some good stuff to share Yeah. for anyone who's changing, but especially for those of you who might be anticipating a move. So yeah, talk me through like what you've learned over all of these yeah, many moves. Absolutely. What I've learned is that even though I have moved the same business multiple times, every move has been completely different because where I'm at in my business is different. What I'm focusing on has largely been the same, but my execution and sure. my eloquence of executing that yeah. and my degree of understanding has been different every time. Even if you're pivoting genres, that just adds another layer of complexity. And if you're pivoting genres and pivoting geographic locations, it's just more and more to plan. So the for me, the first step is always planning. The first big move that was successful for me where I really, I saw it come in was our sixth move. Yes, it was the sixth <laughs> one. <laughs> it was when we moved from Okinawa, Japan. So I was overseas all the way to Quantico, Virginia. And we knew it was coming. I knew three years out that that was the summer we were moving. And so I started planning, like I was kind of breaking up with my clientele and my, my people for a whole year, you know? So that was the last Christmas I was doing Christmas mini sessions. That was the last winter I was going to be doing stuff. That was the last cherry blossom season. And so I really, I planned and I built up FOMO. I had an email list. I had a wait list. I had gotten that time in Okinawa is where I'd really come to, to build up a stable and predictable business. And so I had to break it off slowly with everybody. Like, right. let them know, hey, I'm leaving. If you've been planning or trying to, to do to work with me, now or never, baby, yeah. <laughs> because it's coming. I love the fact 
that there is sort of this silver lining built into a major shift, which is kind of a marketing silver lining, which is some real and honest, you're calling it FOMO, I, you know, I guess scarcity or... Yeah, scarcity is probably a better word for it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, th- this is a time-limited thing. It's really disappearing. You know, it's not the business that's saying, like, going out of business for eight years. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. when you're able to say that, it is amazing how effective that is when you're using it in an authentic kind of a way. It is. And it it really played out. And one factor when it comes to family photos in the military world is dad's not always there, Mm -hmm. you know, or one family member, the active duty service member is gone a lot, especially when we're overseas. They're off off island training. They're off island prepping for a training. They're off island planning for a big exercise. Um, They're just gone all the time. And so the beauty of Okinawa is that we really could shoot year round, even if you were chilly on the beach, the beach was still pretty. Right. And so that was just an extra layer of complication that helped people put more effort into it. But then, you know, about six months out, once we had orders and a place to live, I was essentially running two businesses in two locations. So starting about, I think it was January or February, after we had the orders to move to Virginia, I started digging in deep, like Instagram hashtags, where am I going to be shooting? What's left from right? How far is... Woodbridge from Quantico to Manassas to DC, where am I actually willing to go as far as shooting locations, but also then to reverse engineer hashtags, Mm -hmm. keyword research, blogging was finding other photographers in the area, kind of building up friendships virtually before we ever even left Japan and location scouting from Google Earth. And then that translated to blogging and keyword research and how am I going to show up? How are people going to find me? Because when we moved from Japan to Virginia, we really intended to stay for three, three and a half years. That's always kind of been our philosophy with every move is how can we stabilize our family for as long as possible? That was the intention, but that's not what happened. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Before we dive into the craziness that came after that. Let's talk about when you landed at Quantico. So you had been doing blogging and keyword research. And, you know, you had a sense, even though you had essentially never set foot in that part of the country, you were presumably confidently, you know, going out on social media and in your blog being like, I love shooting at such and such this place that I only know that I love shooting there because I explored it on Google Earth. Tell me a little bit about that, because I I do think that too many people get caught up in this field specifically with like, well, I don't know. I've never done that before. And I would argue not that I'm a big like fake it till you make it person in the world, but this is an industry and a business where if you really know what you're doing, both with your camera and also with interacting with your subjects, you should be able to roll up to just about anywhere in any kind of weather and like make it work. And I think that getting too hung up on like, well, I'm going to wait and see and I want to test it out and all that other stuff. I appreciate the care that goes into that. But I also think that people can be overly cautious and kind of hamstring themselves to where, you know, if you had done that, it would have been months, potentially an entire year before you were able to get the same traction that you were able to get kind of when you when you land. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like if you if you know light is light. Yep. It's the same sun in yep. Virginia as it is in Okinawa. You've got to learn the seasons. You've got to learn your angles of where your sun is hanging at your different locations. And truth be told, it takes a year. It mm-hmm. takes a year to see where the sun is all year round mm-hmm. um, at every location. And so it does take time and time is not 
our friend when we're moving so often. But you're right. I, I totally agree. You should be able to roll up and make something work, right? But one thing I did to expedite that process for myself is I would do some sort of free mini session or half price something, um, some sort of promotional offer when I first arrived. I picked three locations and I said, these are free mini sessions. Nice. I ran it, you know, and yes, I have built-in models. They're my children. They hate it. And let's be honest, uh I hate doing it with them. (laughs) Like (laughs) they're lovely people, but it's just, it doesn't end well. The attitudes, and then it doesn't end in anything that I want to share (laughs) to be indicative of my work and client experience. This is where the military community really comes in handy. Do your research, figure out the couple places that you really want to test out that are really promising and make it happen. I created a couple graphics, put them in the military spouse pages, put them on the mom pages and said, this is what I'm doing. I have three 15 minute slots at three different locations that I picked the time I picked. They were completely free. You know, they had to show up. They had to sign an appearance release and they received a limited number of files. I worked it like a model call. They got photos in exchange for their time and energy. And then if they wanted more than the included five they were totally welcome to to purchase those upgrades, but they had to sign a model release and I practiced my light. I met people and I gave them the full client experience of Mm -hmm. what they would expect from me in case that they, you know, wanted to share my information, whether that be on social or word of mouth. And so, so strange in the military world, but one family who came to that free mini session and I got to photograph them. We couldn't decide if it was four or five times by the time we left Virginia beach. It was so bizarre and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's the thing you, (laughs) I remember my mom saying this when I was like a young 20 something and she was coaching me to like always show up, you know, looking my best or something. I don't know. And, uh, and the, the line was, you never know. And I feel like that's totally true with all kinds of things and business is no exception. Like you never know when the client who finds you through some like throwaway, like, oh, sure, I'll do this, could end up being your best client ever. And I've had that happen a couple of times. And so I don't like to encourage people to overstay their welcome on like free sessions and model calls and that sort of thing. Because again, I think that at some point, once you're comfortable working with people and working with your equipment, you're you're good to go, like time to charge the money, whatever. But what you're talking about is a very strategic way to get the word out, get some traction in a community, and then kind of hit the ground running. So did that help get your name out there in Virginia? It did. And we went from Japan to Virginia to Quantico. And then we thought we were going to be there for a while. Six months later, that January, we got surprise orders to move again to yeah. Virginia Beach. So we went back to the beach. So I was excited, like, get me right. back to water, get right. back to open skies. And I strategically did those three, three families at each one mm-hmm. and the content. Mm-hmm. So I had Virginia Beach beaches that I was able to make reels, Instagram posts and blogs. So, you know, I started blogging about locations, best family beaches, you know, and be, being somebody new to the area gives you a really good insight as to like, what do you mean the bay versus the ocean front? Right. It's two bodies of water. <laughs> so you would, you know, to just creating content and blog posts to speak to people traveling into the area, you learn very quickly mm-hmm. when, when you're serving other people in a yeah. professional manner, paid or unpaid. Yeah. So okay. it was hugely invaluable. And then your next move came just this past year. Tell me a little bit about like, you know, you've been doing this over and over and over again. I imagine your process has gotten more and more dialed. 
Tell me about the move to Hawaii. So we knew Virginia Beach was coming to an end for the last 18 months. Well, we got this idea that we were going to be in Hawaii probably September of 22. Mm -hmm. And but we didn't get firm orders until I think January or February. So this whole time, this kind of gray area where you got a location and that's really when the, the work starts, but you really can't go like full on with it because you don't have orders because sure. anything could change. You know, I was warming up to the idea, really working the business in Virginia Beach. But then when we got orders, again, it's like working two businesses at the same time because I was, you know, gearing up for the busy season in Virginia, which is like the summer travel season, which is also the time we were moving mm-hmm. at the same time, trying to do all of my research, all of my blogging, all of the logistical um, legal stuff for Hawaii at the very same time. So the first thing I did was blog. This was the first time I ever gotten to go out to a, a new duty station before mm-hmm. actually moving. Oh, wow. So my husband had in March, my husband had a conference out there. I was able to tag along. We were able to get secure childcare. So huge. If you're able to do that, please, by all means, make that happen. So I rented a rental car in Hawaii and was able to location scout with my eyeballs yeah, and, yeah. and do the free sessions while I was there again for military community. I said, Hey, I picked two places on weeknights. I said, y'all got to come to me. It's free. Got the content, tested out a few places. Nice. Um, and because I wasn't charging for it, I didn't have to be permitted or insured. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, Hawaii standards. That got me content. That got me things to share on a blog. And I really hit the ground running, I think in March, three times a week, all that content made a whole bunch of reels. And before I was even moving, before I was even in, um, I think it was April or May, one of those blog posts, it was Oahu Photographer Mini Sessions was already skyrocketing into the top like 50 or top 20. And I wasn't even here. There. Like months from even being here. But the big question when it comes to moving and And one thing that I really waffled back and forth was when to change your website keywords. Right. I had worked really hard on Virginia Beach. I did something new when we left Virginia Beach because I was leaving during the busy season. I had hired a couple good friends to shoot for me in my place as associates. Mm -hmm. It was brand new. I would totally do it again. But the the kind of question being, I still want to come up for Virginia Beach through mm-hmm. June, May and June. And I didn't want to pull those keywords. And I didn't want to tell Google I'm not in Virginia Beach. I'm in Hawaii now too soon. Right. It's been such a learning curve with that because I could have done, done it so much sooner than I did. But I think I switched everything over in May from Virginia Beach to Oahu. But I am still on the top 15 for all four of my keywords in Virginia Beach. Wow. But that's that's nuance because I had never been so high in the rankings with such strong like website clicks. Yeah. So, you know, all that analytic SEO juice plays into when to do that. But I had such strong, strong juice, I should have done it months and months before. So that's just one of the things that plays into when do you do it? I yeah. don't know. It's different for everybody. This is amazing and also totally overwhelming. overwhelming. <laughs> I hear all this and having had the benefit of being able to stay in one location for, you know, the 14 year duration of my business, I am just sitting here sort of thanking my lucky stars because that is really beneficial. But there is a little bit of it that I'm like, ah, that would be kind of amazing. This opportunity to start over with everything that you know, with all of the skill set and the messaging and the whatever, each time that you're moving, you're taking with you expertise, confidence, like all of those things. And actually, so my husband is starting a new business right now and he is in like 
the depths of logistical stuff. And it's a new oh. business. I'm sure at some point I'll talk more about this, but like it's a completely different business venture for us and for him. And so it's like, it's all new and it feels fresh and hard and all these different things. But I keep saying to him, I'm like, look, we both know how to run a business. It's going to be fine. You have to look at the horizon and be like, that's where I'm going. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just keep keep swimming, right? Like yep. keep, keep taking just one keep step going. after the next. Yeah. But I feel like the benefit and why I'm so excited that you are starting to teach more about this is that it does seem like this is this giant black hole of information and everybody is forced to do it on their own. And so I think that not only are you going to have the very grateful attention of the people who are getting ready to move their businesses geographically, but I think that everything that you are sharing here with the potential exception of (laughs) location scouting on Google Earth. Like you don't need to do that if you're uh, if you're just changing your focus, your niche. You know, I think that all of these same lessons apply, whether it is the messaging on your website, your social media, like how you start to break into a different group of people. All of that stuff is amazingly helpful. So you have a checklist, if I'm not mistaken, of things to sort of like everything you need to do to prepare. Is that right? Yeah. So I have a checklist, a pre-move checklist that I use every time we move. It's a whole, it's probably four pages long Wow. of things you need to do before you even move. So when I talk about planning, like this is what I mean. You know, what are you doing on all the socials? What socials are you already on? What's successful for you? You know, you really got to figure out like what's worth moving and what's worth not, right. you know, like what's what's working in your business, what's not. So it really starts with a lot of reflection and and analyzing of, of what you're currently doing and where you need to pivot. Because whether you're pivoting genres or locations, don't keep doing it if it's not working. Yeah. You know, like let's figure it out. Let's refine and let's focus on on what's working best and how how well you can um, serve your, your clientele. So yeah, so my, my business checklist will hopefully get you started and will probably get you asking a lot of questions if you're not sure if you've never done it before, but I'm happy to help. I'm, ha- I'm here for it. So alisonbell.co, A-L-I-S-O-N, one L in my name. Co, and that should hit you up directly to, to the landing page. Love it. I'm going to link that in the show notes. But you also are going to be potentially between now and when this podcast drops, yes. you are launching your own podcast with that biz bestie you met in the woods. Tell us That's a little right. bit more about that. Yeah, Melissa and I have been coaching each other. She is also really great at SEO. And so she had her first big move out of Virginia, born and raised Virginia. She moved to South Florida and back. And so we kind of coached each other um, through all of that on Marco Polo. And so we are taking our polos public we like to say, um, we're going to just have conversations about moving your business. She's really great at coming up and finding things, getting getting found on Google. And she's got an IT background. And I'm really great at, at all the other things. <laughs> and so we make a really great team. That's going to be basically our, our podcast, 15, 20 minute bite size of breaking down all of these quite overwhelming things. Sure. Um, and so it's called Keep It Moving. Love it. So, so good. Well, Allison, thank you so much for coming on. And again, Thank you for the early morning chat. This was lovely. And I feel like you are poised to help so, so many people. So I'm excited to amplify that as much as possible. But it was great chatting with you. And I uh, expect fully to be seeing you back on this microphone again. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. Have a great day. 
Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.